Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries podcast. My name is Shakira and I am the host here. I hope that you all have been enjoying the week that you've had so far. This is a holiday week. We had MLK Day Monday. So I hope that you all, you know, took it easy, didn't do anything too heavy. I hope that you caught up on some rest. But before we get into everything else, welcome if you are new, we ask you to go ahead and join our carefree family by subscribing when you subscribe on whatever your preferred platform is to listen to your podcast on you'll be notified every time we have a new episode which is every tuesday at 9 a.m and if you're not new here welcome back to the carefree family thank you for tuning in for a new week a new episode new topics new updates new everything so welcome back and let's hop into our carefree updates All right, now moving on into our carefree updates. This is the fifth and final season of Insecure. Insecure is Issa Rae's show that airs on HBO. So I'm sad about it. If you've been here for a while, a part of the Carefree family for a while, you know we had, I think, a few entire podcast episodes that were strictly dedicated to Insecure, like Molly last season, Molly in season four. I had words for Molly last season. So I hope that um, season five is, I hate to even say it, but I hope that the episodes are longer than 30 minutes. I hope that they're an hour long, but I know that that's wishful thinking. So I don't even want to convince myself that they can possibly be an hour because they're probably going to be 30 minutes like they've always been. But I I mean, I understand her transition out of the show. Like, I get it. Issa has been doing so much. Um, she's been expanding her empire and her brand. So, you know, she has radio where she actually signs artists to her label. She has a coffee shop in California. She is doing a lot. The girl is working. She also just dropped a masterclass on Oprah's masterclass platform, which is, I think, about developing television shows, which I actually plan on purchasing. Uh, maybe not this week, but when I get some money, <laughs> I plan on purchasing uh, the masterclass so that I can participate in it and hopefully learn more about that side of things. But I'm happy for Issa. I know that the Insecure fans, I am one of them, you know, we're pretty sad right now. Like, we're grieving the loss of another show. But hopefully we'll find some new shows to pick up. I just love Insecure so much because of the conversations that we're able to have surrounding the show. I love the Twitter conversations. I love the debates um, that come from the show when we talk about different relationships. And not just you know, relationships, boyfriend, girlfriend, but also friends. Like, we don't talk about that enough. So I love that about Insecure. But like I said, I'm happy for Issa. And I'm just looking forward to this last season. Now, have you all seen the new movie One Night in Miami? Have you seen it? It is on Amazon Prime. It was directed by Regina King. I love Regina King so much. Oh my gosh, I just love her so much. And to be able to see her first movie 
directing was just amazing. Now, I feel like I need to rewatch it because I feel like there were things that I missed the first time because I kept having to pause it because there was so much happening that I would like stop and pull up pictures of on my phone or I'll pull up an article or I'll Google something or someone that was mentioned during the movie. And so I didn't watch it the entire way through like without stopping. So I need to watch it again. But I will say my rating is like 11 out of 10. It's a period piece. And I know that period piece movies and television shows are not everyone's cup of tea, but it's done so tastefully. And if you are familiar with um, Malcolm X, Jim Brown, Muhammad Ali, and Sam Cooke, it's just amazing to see the relationship. So it is based on true events. And it was just amazing to see Black men on screen and it just be about a friendship or it just be about something that they're dealing with and it's not super traumatic like I don't know it's hard for me to explain but it's a great film I highly suggest that you all check it out again it is on Amazon Prime and it is entitled One Night in Miami also a new movie that is out it is on Netflix, and I watched it last night. The name of it is Outside the Wire. It is a military-style film, and it's starring Anthony Mackie, and I believe his name is pronounced Damson Idris. I hope that's how his name is pronounced, but he is the star also of the show, my other show, Snowfall on Hulu, but he's starring in this film and if you enjoy like military grade kind of films, then that one is going to be up your alley. Now, I will admit that I am not someone who goes out of my way <laughs> to watch those kind of movies just because I don't know, like, I don't know. But I actually did enjoy that one on Netflix. So if you like those kind of films, check it out. And let's see, what else do we have to talk about? Black History Moments, my other podcast. I know you all are probably tired of me mentioning this, but we are back with season two of Black History Moments. Last week, we kicked it off with Ma Rainey. Um, if you remember Netflix's film, it's a new film. It came out last month, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. She was a real person, so there's an episode on her. You can search Black History Moments on your favorite podcast app, and you can check that episode out. And that is all we have for our Carefree Updates. Now let's have a break for our sponsor, and then we'll talk about our topic. So I don't know if you all remember, but about two weeks ago when I returned with the episodes here on this podcast, I mentioned that there will be two particular episodes that will be tied into each other. So this just happens to be that first episode. Um, I know last week we were supposed to start it last week, but we had to talk about some other things. If you listened to last week's episode you know, if you know, you know. So that's why I had to push it back to this week. But this episode was actually inspired by a video that I saw on YouTube by Evelyn of the Internet. I'm going to link her video in the description of the podcast so you can go and watch it now or you can watch it um, later. But I kind of prefer that you watch it before we get into things here on the podcast. Um, but of course, you can watch it after the episode, too. Now, however, 
I do want you to go and watch it at some point. So the episode is titled Don't Be Afraid to Be Seen Trying Just Like Our Video because I felt like it was something that was so simple to hear, um, but it was still really profound and it was like mind-blowing to hear out loud such a simple sentence but still mind-blowing to me. So that's why we're talking about this topic this week and I wanted to make sure that we talked about it in January because the year is still fresh. We still have that, you know, new year, better me kind of mindset going. Notice I did not say new year, new me. I hate when people say that, but (laughs) new year, better me. And so one of the things that I'm going to work on this year is this idea of not being afraid to be seen trying. And I've thought about it since she's posted that video. And in thinking about it, I found that what that phrase means to me is not allowing what follow me here. Follow me as I say this. But to me, the phrase means not allowing what I think other people will think about me hinder what I want to do as far as my aspirations and goals. And I know that that's confusing, but I'll say it again. Not letting what I think other people will think about me hinder what I want to do as far as my aspirations and goals. And I want to get to a place where I'm not afraid of people seeing me try things that I don't know anything about or I know very little about or I'm not good at. For example, I want to write a book. I'm not an author. I don't know anything about publishing. I don't know anything about formatting a book. To be honest, I have a hard time differentiating between effect and affect. It's so bad. Like, it's it's so bad that I will go out of my way and just, like, change an entire sentence because I don't want to use the wrong word when it comes to effect and affect. Don't judge me. This is a judgment-free zone. But I don't know what happened when I was in school. I don't know if I wasn't present mentally when we went over that, the difference in elementary school. I don't know what happened, but I missed that lesson. I'm sorry. But... Even with all of that, I still want to write a book. I already know what it's going to be about and everything. I just haven't had the courage to sit down and actually start writing. So I just said that because now that I've said it to you all, my carefree family who does not judge me and who listens to this podcast, I just did something that scared me. I just let you know a dream of mine and also the fears associated with that dream. And by doing that, I had to be vulnerable. Everyone who knows me knows that vulnerability is not always my thing. See, often we don't want to be seen trying because it requires a vulnerability. It requires us to show parts of ourselves that we know may not be as developed as we would want others to think we are. We want people to see the end result when things are pretty and things are polished and they're put together and we look like we know what we're doing. But we don't want people to see the process when things are ugly and we don't quite know what we're doing yet. So in Evelyn's video, she equated it to 
the idea of a baby giraffe walking. And I don't know if you've ever seen a baby giraffe walk, but it's like really unstable. So just like that and just like seeing a baby take their first steps They're just trying to figure things out. They're just trying to figure out this new territory, this new skill that they've never experienced before. And that's how it is when we're trying new things. It's wobbly. It's unstable. It's uncoordinated. And that's okay. But I think where the disconnect comes in at is that society and media tells us that If we aren't good at something, we should just not be seen doing it until we are good at it. But when I was thinking about this, I was thinking that has to kick in at a certain age, though. Because kids, when you really observe kids, they don't operate like that. Most kids, I'll say. Most kids will try just about anything and not care about being bad at it or whether or not people see them trying things And although I can't fully understand it, I thought about my life and the instances where I've been afraid to be seen trying. And I noticed the common thread. So let's take a journey down memory lane. So when I was in middle school, I really wanted to run track. The coach was cool. He was also the science teacher at the school and he was cool. He was a cool guy. And so I think he pulled me aside one day after class and he was like, have you ever thought about running track? I don't know what it is about black people. And I can only speak for black people because I don't know if anyone else does this. But black people will look at your stature and your build and they will automatically say, you should run track or you should play basketball or you should play volleyball or maybe it's Southern black folks. I don't know, but He looked at my stature and he was like, you should run track. And I did want to run track, but I just kind of was like, you know, blowing it off. But after he told me that it was like the mental confirmation that I needed, I went out for track. Let me tell y'all, I lasted two days. (laughs) I lasted two days out there. The first day I went, it was fun. I had a great time like learning it, you know, running around the track and everything And then that second day, my dad came to practice. And my dad is one of those people that's like super into their children playing sports. He's like that dad. So when he found out that I was going out for track, he got really excited. And I hated when my dad came to any of my practices because he's like... You know that, like, soccer mom who's, like, always screaming? Like, that's my dad, but with basketball and other things. So he came to the second practice, and when I saw him talking to the coach as we were practicing and everything, when practice was over, he's taking me home, and he's just running down all this stuff I need to do. And that was... That told me that I didn't want to run track anymore. Like, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm done with this because I don't want to hear this. Second sport, basketball. I love basketball. Everyone knows Shakira loves basketball. So when I was a kid, my parents had me in these, like, um, youth basketball leagues. Really enjoyed it. Had a great time. 
um, until the coaches changed. And then it was kind of like, uh, I don't want to do this anymore. But another reason I never wanted to play basketball for my school was because my brother played basketball for that same school. We both graduated from the same school. And my brother had a reputation in basketball. People always talked about how good he was, how good of a shooter he was, and how you can just pass him the ball and you just knew you were going to get a point from that pass. And so I never wanted to play basketball for the school because I had heard that for so long from all of the coaches that had been there from when my brother was in school. And I never wanted the comparison between me and my brother in basketball. I also played piano and I did African dance classes. I mean, you name it, I've probably done it at some point in time. And so I was wondering while I was thinking about this episode, why is it that I had no problem continuing those activities, the piano and the African dance classes and everything else like that, but I wanted to stop basketball and track. And what I found was that in basketball and track, I was always being compared to someone else, whether it was my brother or whether it was someone else on the track team. Um, Yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't like the idea of being compared to someone else because now I'm no longer thinking about my journey in this new thing that I want to do. I'm thinking about someone else's journey and I'm thinking about how can I be better than them? Or how can I be just as good as they are? And for me, especially when I was younger, instead of trying to be better, and I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing, instead of trying to be better than someone else, I would just quit it. (laughs) Like, I would just say, okay, yeah, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not even going to put myself through the pressure of trying to be better than this other person. I don't want to hear other people telling me, um, your brother was good. You should do this. You should be like your brother. I don't want to hear it. I'll just quit all this stuff (laughs) before I have to listen to that. So yes, one of the quotes that I love is comparison is the thief of joy. And I don't know who said it off the top of my head, but that is one of the quotes I live by. I try to live my life in a way that I don't draw any comparisons between myself and other people because then it takes the joy out of everything. So, yes, we are afraid to be seen trying because we are afraid of other people seeing us all exposed. But we're also afraid of being seen trying because we draw comparisons between our journeys and other people's journey. And what do I always tell y'all? What do I always say? Your journey is your journey and no one else's. And when you aren't afraid to be seen trying, you can be helping someone else be encouraged to do something that they've been afraid to be seen trying as well. What inspired us so much when Beyonce released the homecoming Coachella behind the scenes on Netflix was the fact that we were able to see the process. We were able to see the preparation and the practices and everything that went into the final product. And by being able to hear her talk about trying to get in shape to perform and trying to make sure everything looks how she wanted it to look, um, that inspired us because it's not often that we're able to see what that looks like. 
we just see her singing on stage. We see her dancing with all her background dancers. We see the fan blowing her hair and we think, wow, this is amazing. She's great. What inspired us so much about Kobe was the fact that he wasn't afraid to talk about how much time he spent practicing and getting better um, in the gym by himself. And he always talked about his love for basketball in the game, but also how he put the time and dedication into becoming a better basketball player. That wasn't an overnight thing. What's so inspiring about Issa Rae is that we've seen her journey. I was in middle school, I believe, I think it was middle school, when she had her Awkward Black Girl web series. So we were in middle school, high school, college, watching this new frontier, watching her build this new frontier on YouTube. And now we see her with the show, a hit show on HBO and doing movies and creating all of these different platforms to give other people a voice. We love a good come up. But we don't want to be the ones seen coming up. I'm going to say it again because I like that one. We love a good come up, but we don't want to be the ones seen coming up. We do everything in our power to avoid others seeing us try something because we think, but what if I fail? What are they going to think about me? It doesn't matter. It does not matter. I was listening to someone speak once. I wish I could remember who it was because it was such an amazing just a conversation. But they were saying how we think as people, we think that the end result, the final product, the outcome is what is the moment, I guess, that you can say that we finally find happiness and we become proud of ourselves. But in reality, it's when you look back on what led up to those moments, the failures, the lessons that you learned in getting better. Those are the moments that you feel the proudest. So don't deprive someone else of being able to witness your journey and to be inspired by it because you're too prideful or you're too afraid to be seen trying. But with all of this being said, I would not be a good friend if I did not tell you. Even with that, In being seen trying, you have to be ready for any negativity that could come your way as well. Unfortunately, I hate to say it, today is almost inevitable to run into someone, somewhere, who may talk negatively about what you're doing. You might hear, she ain't even all that. He doing too much. If it were me, I would be doing this instead. You're going to hear all that. And what I've learned about people who talk about other people like that is that there's something in them that feels threatened or they feel better by making others feel beneath them. Toni Morrison, she has a quote that says, if you can only feel tall when someone else is on their knees, then you have a serious problem. Someone else trying to accomplish something should never threaten you, ever. Someone else chasing after something that they want should never threaten you. That has nothing to do with you. That has nothing to do with your journey. Don't let seeing other people's success make you feel less than ever. If you ever even feel those feelings, look inward and ask yourself, okay, what is it 
that I'm seeing in them? What is it that I'm seeing in their accomplishments that's making me feel that way? And then you address those issues that you have within yourself. So I get these text messages from Black female therapists. And this morning, before I got up to record this podcast episode, I got this text. I mean, before I even rolled out of bed. And when I read it, I just knew that it was confirmation of what we're talking about. And so this is what the message says. This week, I will not allow others who are afraid of stepping out of their comfort zone keep me from stepping out of mine. I will not be stagnant and will challenge myself to take action in seeking the life that I want. I am on a new path where fear no longer serves me and where I am more moved by what could go right instead of what could go wrong. I believe in myself and there is nothing to fear. That was the end of the text. And when I tell you, because I have been thinking about this episode for, I want to say a month maybe three weeks I no, it's been like a month that I've been thinking about this episode and everything that I wanted to say and everything I wanted you all to hear in preparing for it so I've been like jotting down little notes here and there as time has been going on and I knew that I was recording this episode today and so for when I woke up and I saw that text I was just like that's it that's That's all the confirmation that I needed that this is what we needed to talk about this week. So that leads me into next week's episode, which ties into this one. And it's been a few things that I've experienced within the past year. So tune in next week because we'll be continuing this conversation. But next time we're talking about self-appointed gatekeepers And you don't want to miss that. So tell a friend to tell a friend. You can follow us on Instagram at Carefree and Black Diaries. You can follow us on Twitter at Carefree Black Pod. You can also like the Facebook page, which is Carefree and Black Diaries as well. Don't forget to stay black and carefree. And I will see you guys next Tuesday at 9 a.m. for a brand new episode. Bye, guys.